Music with a message on the Messenger of Good News. We are worldwide at KFUO.org, AM850 in the St. Louis region. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search out KFUO Radio. You'll find our talk programs there, including the uh, talk segments during the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment in Scripture here on this Friday afternoon. With me today, I have Matt Clark, as always, of uh, Ascension Lutheran Church in St. Louis. Hi, Matt. Hi, Gary. Thanks so much for having me on. And we read during the week, Jeremiah 3 to 14. What would you like to highlight for our reading this week? Yeah, thanks, Gary. Uh, So if our listeners have been reading along with us, uh, I think some good stuff here in the book of Jeremiah, the longest book in the Bible, at least in terms of number of words. It's a book that maybe we're not all that familiar with, but it's it's one that has a lot of gems and a lot of great things that apply to our lives today and and even our our sufferings today as well, and God's faithfulness in that. Uh, Jeremiah uh, talks about the unfaithfulness, though, of the people of Israel. And one of the most striking places, I think, is chapter 10. So the people are worshiping idols, and Jeremiah's description of what that idol looks like, the, the Lord's description, ultimately, of what that idol worship looks like, is almost comical as he just spells out exactly what these people are doing. So this is chapter 10. I'll just begin with verse uh, 3. It says, A tree from the forest is cut down and worked with an axe by the hands of a craftsman. They decorate it with silver and gold. They fasten it with hammer and nails so that it can't move. Their idols are like scarecrows in a cucumber field. They cannot speak. They have to be carried, for they cannot walk. Do not be afraid of them, for they cannot do evil, neither is it neither can they do good. So this idea that people are worshiping these idols, these physical idols that are at one time were a tree and were cut down. They have to be nailed down to the ground so that they don't tip over on their own. And then they can't even walk. They have to be carried around. They can't talk. They can't do good or bad. They're just an inanimate object sitting there. And when you think about how foolish that is to worship something like that, something that, that you form, something that you cut down. We do it, though. It doesn't though. make any sense. We still do it today. Yeah, Gary? We do yeah, it with yeah. all kinds of things today. I, I'm bet. just thinking of so many things in our world that uh, we we basically worship. That's exactly right, Gary. <laughs> You're right. So we may not be bowing down to statues, right? Uh, we may not be forming literal idols, but, boy, we do love and trust in things more than in God. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it can be anything. I think the big one is, is money, right? The almighty dollar, uh, we call it. Or, you know, think about even someone who has a, a, a car. You know, they, they, they uh, buy the parts for the car. They uh, make sure they repair it themselves. They buff it and clean it. You know, that car would not run if they didn't put gas in it, right? Right. And yet... We, we love that car maybe above other things. I'm thinking of electronic devices, how much time uh, people spend with their electronic devices. Exactly, exactly. And that is something that just uh, occupies our life. <laughs> if you want to see where your idol is, uh, what you worship, what you value, uh, look at your checkbook, where your money goes, and look at your calendar. How do you spend your time? There you go. That's what's important in your life. And for the Israelites, it's something as foolish as an idol. And for us, it's Things equally as foolish today. So a word of warning to Israel, a word of warning to us too. And sometimes that has to be pointed out to us. So we have that I wanted to make mention of. The one other thing I wanted to mention 
is the book of Jeremiah has these object lessons again and again throughout the book. And one of the most vivid ones is in chapter 13. It is entitled The Ruined Loincloth, or maybe we could call it The Dirty Underwear. So this is Jeremiah's Dirty Underwear. And I'll try to summarize the account, Gary, instead of reading it verse for verse. But the Lord commands Jeremiah to go buy a new loincloth, to go buy a new pair of underwear. <laughs> and then <laughs> Jeremiah is supposed to wear it around. So he does. He wears it around. And then the Lord tells him to go and uh, go to the Euphrates. All right. Which this was a big journey. It would take Jeremiah days to get there. So take it to, to go on this journey. Once you get there, the Lord tells him to hide his underwear, his loincloth, in the cleft of a rock. So he does that. So he has to dig out. <laughs> you kind of picture him digging out this, this <laughs> hole in this rock or in this cliff and burying his loincloth. Well, then he, he goes home. And after many days, the Lord tells him, well, go back. After many days, he says, go back. So he journeys all the way back. And the Lord wants him to dig out that loincloth. So he does. He digs it out. And guess what? It is ruined. It's ruined. Uh, it's spoiled. It's good for nothing. The book of Jeremiah says. Uh, so that is a weird object lesson. Yeah. <laughs> what's the deal with the dirty I'm just, underwear? I'm like, what's the, that's what I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's God going yes. with this? Yes. <laughs> uh, so here, here's the, the uh, point, all right, that this, this loincloth, his underwear is, is like Israel, and it belongs to the Lord. And the object, this garment was chosen intentionally, a loincloth. That's something that that you wear close to you, right? It's a pretty intimate thing, your underwear. Mm -hmm. And the, the people of Israel are close to the Lord. Uh, and yet they've become, through their own sin and disobedience, just spoiled and, and ruined. And they're good for nothing. Uh, and again, this is a word of warning and judgment on the people of Israel who have spoiled themselves through their own sin and disobedience. And finally, yeah, boy, they're good for nothing. And judgment is on the way. So we see that again and again. That's Jeremiah's message, and it's not a popular one, but it's it's a truthful one, and it's one that comes from the Lord. Do you, uh, think, that, that, do you think that yeah, has anything with the phrase we still say today, dirty laundry? Dirty laundry. <laughs> I'm just wondering. <laughs> I don't know. Not to my knowledge. I don't okay. know if there's a direct connection, but it's appropriate, Gary. Yeah. It is appropriate. Yeah, this is dirty laundry, <laughs> yeah. and we're talking about dirty laundry is usually connected to sin that right. we're embarrassed about, right? Mm -hmm. And that's exactly the picture here. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's appropriate enough, Gary. This is dirty laundry. And the Lord, guess what? The Lord knows their dirty laundry. They can't hide it from him. We can't hide our dirty laundry from him either. The Lord is well aware of it. <laughs> right. We might be able to hide it from other people, but, but not from God. But the good news, of course, and all that is that God has a solution for our dirty laundry uh, that ultimately he sends his son, Jesus Christ, right? That's who it always goes and it's, back to. And our dirty laundry is washed in the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Ooh, there there we go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Make it, you know, we're, our dirty laundry, our, our dirty selves washed in the waters of baptism, yeah. washed in the blood of Jesus shed on the cross, mm -hmm. uh, made clean, made white even, right. uh, restored, uh, which is a beautiful thing. Uh, and he covers us as dirty we as we are with the robe of Christ's righteousness. We have that imagery too. So, um, yeah, take heart, people with dirty laundry and dirty underwear, meat included, that <laughs> the Lord washes us in the blood of the Lamb uh, and in the waters of, of holy baptism. Yeah, thanks be to God. Uh, so as, as you read along with us, and I hope you are as listeners, 
I'll be looking for those object lessons that are a little weird <laughs> in the book of Jeremiah, but have a point for, for us as God's people today, too. Anything else you want to add? No, I think that about covers it, Gary. I, I guess my encouragement is just, again, the only thing I'd add is uh, read along with us, Jeremiah 15 through 28 for next week. Okay, 15 through 28 of Jeremiah. Sounds good. Would you like to lead us in the prayers as we wrap up? Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks, Gary. Uh, Lord God, we ask that you would forgive us for the times where we uh, we worship different idols in our lives, whatever they, those might be, uh, those things we love and trust in more than you. Uh, you know our dirty laundry. You know our sin. And yet, Lord, you still send your son to save us, to cleanse us, uh, to make us uh, whole again and uh, washed, uh, washed in, in Christ's blood, washed in the waters of baptism. We thank you for this, Lord. And we ask that you would bless our study of your word. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Matt. Yeah, thank you, Gary. Take care. We're the messenger of good news. We are worldwide at KFUO.org.